0: You're listening to Tara Lynn's A Geek Saga podcast. This episode features audio from a discussion panel that was recorded at DragonCon 2017. Go
1: ahead and get started, we're at 11.30. Uh, Welcome to the Game of Thrones look back panel. Is Jimmy Liang, and I'll be your moderator <laughs> for today. Uh, with us on our panel, we have um, Van Allen Plexico. Mm-hmm. We have, I'm just gonna say Andrew Tedeschi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Liang. Hi. And we have Tara Lin. guys? Hey. So uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna let them introduce themselves, and they're they're gonna reflect on the latest season of Game of Thrones. And then after that, we're gonna do a audience participation. So you guys are going to choose a topic we're gonna talk about. So if someone wants to talk about dragons, you you talk about the topic, and then we'll let our panelists reflect on said topic. Okay, so let's go ahead and let our moderators introduce themselves.
2: Van? Yeah, I'm Van Allen Plexico. Um, I'm a professor of history and political science at Southwestern Illinois. And I'm a pulp science fiction superhero writer for uh, several publishers and um, I do, uh, do fantasy, Roger Zelazny style stuff like the two I brought here. This seems eat, appropriate for this panel. Eat the mic. Yeah. Is the mic on? Hello. 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 Okay. So I I, um, I write science fiction, fantasy, superheroes, all that. I also host the White Rocket podcast. so I'll record this uh, this uh, discussion. We've been doing a lot of in depth two hour episodes per per week coverage of, the, of Game of Thrones the last <laughs> this past season. My partner and I. So. I was really looking forward to getting to hear some of the perspectives from it. Uh. Hey guys, I'm Andrew Dadesky. I'm a, a lawyer
3: from uh, Orlando, Florida. More importantly, I'm a super fan of Game of Thrones, The Song of Ice and Fire. I've read all the books, all the pretty cool stuff, just got that great Dunkin' Egg uh, graphic novel. Looks, I'm really super excited to read it. Um, more importantly, I guess I've been doing uh, Game of Thrones stuff for a while, I've attended Ice and Fire Con a couple years, which is a book-based convention um, that Tara actually uh, organizes. Um, and just love the series. I've spent way too much time on the wiki of Ice and Fire looking up all the (laughs) random houses, Um, so I'm excited to talk about Game of Thrones today.
4: Hey, I'm Jennifer Liang. Um, I am the director of High Fantasy here at DragonCon, so this is my track room. Thank you for coming. Um, uh, Previously, I ran the Wheel of Time track here at DragonCon, so I have a lot of experience with long-running series that eventually get finished. Uh, And I'm a big fan of the show and the books and um, looking forward to talking about it.
0: Mm Hi. So I am Tara, and I am an author, and a blogger, and podcaster, and webcaster. I do like eight billion things, guys. Um, but yeah, uh, like Angie said, I uh, founded and organized Ice and Fire Con. It's the first. It was the first ever um, Song of Ice and Fire Game of Thrones convention in the Western Hemisphere, um, and we've been doing it for five years now. So so we've got our sixth year next year. I'm really excited. Um, uh, where is it ohio it's in it's in uh it's about an hour outside of columbus ohio uh this year or next year next year <laughs> we've moved a couple times because uh we've grown a lot since our first uh first year five years ago um but yeah so uh obviously i i read the books and watch the show um i webcast about it podcast about it i i write about it and it's usually a lot of very snarky uh writing about game of thrones so uh be prepared for snark (laughs) okay so
1: before we get started with the audience participation give us your your feedback of season seven it was awesome
2: <laughs> That's why you brought me down here, right? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Like to the point. The I, point. I, I love mean, <laughs> um,
5: Yeah,
2: there's a, there's a lot we can say, obviously, and we've got an hour now, we're going to say it. But I, I think that given the constraints that the creators, the writers are working under, given the situation that they're basically doing fan fiction now, and they're trying to just give us a, a, an ending that will be satisfactory, given that there is no map. They are off the map now, right? Thank you. Given the fact that they have 13 episodes to do everything, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Um, all those factors, you know, we can certainly nitpick, and I'm sure we'll nitpick a good bit. But all those constraining, limiting, you know, affecting factors taken into account, I think they've done an outstanding job, and I'm really looking forward to next season someday, whenever we get. Right? <laughs>
3: Yeah, I think Van Allen said the right word there, fanfic. That's what I always use to describe it at this point. I said, you got it, you know, especially because I deal with a lot of passionate book readers that just get very fired up, and I say, you know, it's fanfic, sometimes it's good fanfic, sometimes it's bad fanfic, and we'll talk about that. i I did an unofficial... Uh, Facebook poll and I just said oh, my friends send me what you think is the best what you think is the worst, I mean best was unanimously dragons, you know, I think worst was twin cest probably and then in the middle was uh, little figure's death very controversial so uh, I'm sure we'll get to talk about all those things today <laughs>
4: They
1: didn't stab him hard enough. <laughs> there you go. Before we get to the controversial, part, I just want to remind everybody we are collecting charity for the Northern special Olympics. That's what the big orange jar is. And we are going to implement a square jar. So if you say something that's not appropriate. I got my pilot change ready. <laughs> change
3: jar. I'm just going to drop a down payment here.
1: So. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I already dropped it for my wife. So she's, she's good for this. Right uh,
4: so yeah. Um. My opinion of the the last season is that there's a lot of really great moments, but the show is no longer following its own narrative rules.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I I'm gonna I'm just gonna admit this. I read the um, the spoilers, like the the uh, leaks, the script leaks. So I knew, like, obviously, it, it, we weren't sure if these were legitimate. But as silly as some of the stuff sounded, I it was kind of like okay. Yeah, Benny and Weiss—they're—they're they're probably going to do this. This sounds really stupid, but they're—they're they're probably going to do it. Um, so, so when as the show was airing, and I realized like one thing after another from the leaks was coming true, I was actually really happy that I'd read them because I think I've enjoyed or I enjoyed this season more than I've enjoyed a season of the show since like maybe season three, mostly because I had months to prepare myself for the nonsense. <laughs> um, and, and, and there were some really great things that happened. Like there were some amazing you know, scenes, um, both just the quiet you know, conversational scenes and the big action scenes. Um, but yeah, it, it, like you said, they're not following their own narrative rules and it's driving me crazy. <laughs>
1: Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to do audience participation, and we're going to do it in sections. So the room is split into three, so we're going to start here. Who here has a topic that they want to discuss? First hand up. <coughs> Can we talk about the Queen of Thrones? Maybe she wears some grease, because Elena going out like that was absolutely a fall. Like, like, like a, a goddamn ball. baller. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she was. Yes. So I just I want to get some thoughts, cause unfortunately, that I have on the Internet. We're happy to see her go, and it did kind of incite an argument between us. So apparently, there
0: are some people that were happy to see her go. I mean, listen, she she had definitely served her purpose on the show, Um, you know. So so her, you know, dying was was. It was it was a long time coming. Kind of I mean, honestly, there's a lot of characters that that finally went away this season that <laughs> their deaths were a long time coming. <clears throat> <A> little finger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, like it's like it's sad to see her go. Um, but yeah, I think that in terms of character, you know, deaths. Even though we didn't see her death on screen, she had she just had a really she got a really great last uh, you know scene in there. Um, you know, able to. Just tell Jamie what's what, and I'm trying so hard not to swear. Well, you
4: know, she's, she's just, uh, Do you want some of my change? <laughs> I just got,
0: gotta get my watch. You just gotta realize
3: she's the honey badger of Westeros. She just does not give a shit.
4: Yeah. <laughs> he's prepaid. Yeah, yeah, no, Alena was. A- uh...
6: I haven't sworn yet.
2: I haven't Wait, sworn but yet. But you're going to, you may as well get that. <laughs>
5: there.
2: <laughs>
6: So
4: yeah, Alena was a really great character, and I think her her death just fit her character so well. Like, um, you know, she's kind of in, backed into a corner, there's no way out, like she's got nothing left. She's like, fine, give me the poison, what are we doing here? Like, don't waste my time with this. Like, I, I'm obviously going to die, quit wasting my time, how's this going to happen? And then, oh, by the way, I killed everything you ever loved.
6: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I just kept looking at her, and I know that she's playing the Queen of Thorns, and that's awesome. But I just kept every time she'd have a scene, I'd be sitting sort there of going, "This is the only woman that ever married James Bond." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all that. That's so uh-huh. cool. But um. Yeah. She, and she was that too. But um. No, I. It, to look at her death and understand why it happened and when and everything you, you have. You have to understand that this season, and I'm sure next season of Game of Thrones, you, you reverse engineer what's happening, because the, the plot is becoming a spider web leading to a point, and that is that every all the pieces on the board have to be put in the right places for the end game, and to get the pieces in the, on the right place on the board, you have to at least somewhat plausibly justify why they are going there. And so you needed Jaime, you, well, you needed Tyrion to be able to be in the room with Cersei. And the only, re- only way that Cersei and Tyrion could be in the room together is if Cersei knows that Tyrion didn't kill her son. Mm-hmm. So you had to have the Queen of Thorns tell Jaime that so she could tell Cersei that. Man, this is complicated.
5: Yeah. And, you know
2: what I mean? And so you, you, can just tr- you can walk everything that happens back a few steps or forward a few steps and figure out exactly why it happened. And it's, it, the, the thing I've been saying on the podcast is it sometimes it borders on or crosses over contrived right? They have to be very careful because when you have such a little amount of time and space left to do these things, it starts crossing over into contrived where you can see the puppet master at work. It works much better in the early seasons where they they could just meander along and things could happen randomly. When you're having to kind of you're herding the cats toward the door now, and you can start to see the herding going on. As well.
3: But, you know, and I, I totally agree. Every scene with um, Diana Rigg, I was transfixed. I mean, she did such an amazing job. But I think narratively, um, th- that's where it creates problems for me, because I think they've, they've done this thing, which is I think it's very ham-fisted, of just systematically wiping out entire regions. So we've got, you know, RIP Dorn, and then the whole Reach, you know, does the same thing of either falling into anarchy or automatically bending the knee as soon as, you know, certain people are killed, ignoring the fact that there's <coughs> dozens of other noble families, you know, if you remember when they oh, introduced... Oh, Dorne
4: hasn't made sense since they introduced it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
3: And despite the fact that when they introduced Dorne, they had Tyrion sitting outside saying the names of all the noble houses coming in. Mm-hmm. So all those guys just automatically, you know, are running around stabbing each other in anarchy and Dorne now, I guess. I
4: but, you know, They that's... all disappeared very conveniently. Yeah. Exactly. And that's my
3: problem with not not Elena love Elena, but just with what they've done with the Reach.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there are, like, there's other noble houses in the Reach. Like, we've seen the Tarleys, and they at least gave us a reason why the Tarleys were not with Olena. Like, like uh, he prefers the queen that he knows rather than the crazy queen with the dragons. Um, so I, that they've given us that, but we know there's other houses in the Reach, and we're just not seeing it. And that's one of the things that I think is a um, a consequence of the adaption and a consequence of them knowing they only have so many hours of TV left to show this, is uh, we were... Telling a very complicated story, and it was very realistic. And now we're like, you know what? It's about tits and dragons now. So we're just going to do that. I
0: mean, let's be real. though, There were not that many tits this season. No. Like no. the nudity, the You're nudity factor, the nudity yeah. factor that has is dropped one of the narrative that
4: They've broken when. They- there is no one. Littlefinger has not given a monologue while a bunch of hookers fuck behind him. <laughs> and
3: and did not be able to do anymore. Yeah.
0: I mean, we did get Jon Snow's butt though, and as much as I don't really like <laughs> Jon Snow, <laughs> that is butt, a y'all. Okay. That so ass. Okay, let's go to
5: another
0: topic.
1: We <laughs> <have some experience? laughs>
5: okay,
1: got I'm
5: so I'd like Gohuru is the Balagar. Uh We had Leandra correcting for High Valerian that a prince can also be a princess. So couldn't a little brother also be a little sister? And that being the case, hopefully we'll all, we are, I'm sure, going to get a uh, played on next year. Yeah. So the
4: problem I of, think the Kledon ball was was t- when they like glared at each other no, and then well I, I that think was that was <laughs> it that was Don't,
6: don't, it. don't had had fight don't Crab okay. on my
0: dreams here, get hyped uh, <laughs> I feel like, like that was, was it
5: yeah,
3: <laughs> And what I was
0: thinking is that
5: uh, You could have that He kills Obviously the, the mountain And His uh,
2: dead can never die well, he cuts off his head. He cut off
5: his head. That's certainly something he's Is capable of doing. That's certainly something he's capable of doing. Okay. And while he receives a mortal wound, and in the last moments, he reaches out he kills Cersei. He's the little brother of the mountain who protects her.
2: That's the problem. Everybody's a little brother now. All the old yes. ones are dead. <laughs> Jamie, so everybody's a little brother a little sister. Jamie, Tyrion, the yeah, 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 um, Arya. Right. Everybody's a little brother little sister. So there's like 8,000 suspects in this right, lineup.
5: Yeah. Because the prophecy was it didn't say your little brother, it just said the little brother. The little brother. So it could be anyone's little brother, anyone's little sister. So you could also have when the hound is killing the mountain, you could have Arya as him.
4: I still, well, like, I still feel like the show is setting up Jamie to be the little brother, though. It's, it's I, so obvious. I, I, I do but there's like some, some little visual tricks they've been doing that make me think that in terms of visual language they're trying to set this up. Like, when they painted that giant map for no reason in the courtyard, um, I think the only reason they painted that map was so that Jamie could stand on the fingers while Cersei stood on the neck.
0: Yeah. Like,
4: I think I think yeah. they did that just to set that visual uh, thing up. You,
0: you have more faith in the people who write that show
4: than I do. I have to cling to something because they keep cramming, like, goddamn pirates into it, and they don't need pirates.
3: Is anybody totally confused about the Valonqar prophecy? Does anybody not know about
5: that?
3: <laughs> you don't know about it? Okay, just a anyone need an introduction? So, so Cersei is apparently going to be murdered. She received a prophecy when she was very young that she would be murdered by this Baloncar, and Not
4: in, the that, show. Not, in the show. Not in the show. Excuse me, in
3: the books it was mm-hmm. there. Also, like, was it in the uh, history and lore? I forget now.
4: No, I think they said. referenced it in the show because it like one of the very yeah. few flashbacks yeah. they've done. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know, and, and they've also, con- but to be fair, they've also introduced stuff in history and lore that they've gone and contradicted in the shows. In those extra content on the DVDs, it's really great that you can go on YouTube and watch it. Um, and it's the, all the extra um, sort of background in history, you get Blackfire Rebellion, a bunch of history. Um, but the Valerian spelling is very tricky. I mean, we've gone um, back on the fact that this is a lost language, this is not an actively spoken language. The Amount of Valyrian that's spoken in the Free Cities is bastard uh, Valyrian. It's mixed. Uh, it's it's uh, essentially like a creole language. Um, so there's potentially many um, pronunciation and translation issues. And on top of that, prophecy is tricky. Even Martin says that is that prophecy is extremely tricky. And you can see it many ways. So yes, now I think the top contenders are probably the Hound or Jamie or
5: Arya if you go with
3: the or Arya yeah. if you go with the sister. But Um, Any of those are plausible, I think, going
2: forward. And again, you have to reverse engineer. Why would they go out of their way to make the gender comment if it didn't matter? Because they they are to the point now where writing these shows is like writing a short story where you don't put anything in there extraneous. Everything is there for a reason. And again, in this current season and, and next season, I'm sure, knock you over the head, you know, for a reason. In very oh, honest. they
0: knock you over the head in the previously on segment before oh, wow. the episode. Like, yes. like seriously, Look they were this. like they yeah. were they Look were like, this. here's Benjamin they're just, like, banging <laughs> yeah. you on the head with Benjamin's Remember Benjen's this face. guy Why from four sure
6: years ago? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nobody's seen Benjamin in a while, but he's coming back in this episode. Yeah. Don't forget.
6: Don't um, be surprised.
3: The walls never
0: oh, yeah, yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah. And the wall came tumbling down.
4: Well, I mean, that's been the Chekhov's gun that they've had on the table since the, the, when the show started. Like, we all knew the wall was coming down at some point. Like, okay. We, And it was a good time for it to come down narratively because that gives us our cliffhanger to carry us into the next season.
0: It's a good time for the wall to come down narratively. Here's my question though. What the heck was the Night King's plan before the dragon? Because unless the Night King can see the future, right? Unless he can see into the future, uh, which I'm assuming he can't, he had no idea he was going to have this, you know, white dragon. Uh, Unless he's a brand. Oh, unless
2: he's 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 a brand. There's one one theory. There's one theory that it was all the Night King's plan. That he lured John and company up there to bring the drag. I know it doesn't make so any sense. So, was it his plan for John God. to be that
4: dumb?
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's all part of the company. plan? You don't <laughs> lose betting on John being super smart.
1: <laughs> hey, guys, before we uh, continue on, there were four people who signed up for uh, hearing disabilities. Are you in the room? I'm sorry. You want to go No, okay. no, 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 no. No? Okay. Thank you. All right, thank you. Well, mm. I think hey, we're on that section. Oh, we are on oh, sorry. Oh, wow. Who's getting whacked next?
4: The plot.
6: George.
4: I think
0: that I think it's I I I I, honestly I am it's Game of Thrones, but they. This season, and this is again, goes back to the fact that they're not following their own narrative rules. They're not following George's narrative rules. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this used to be a show, and 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 the, the book series is the same way, where anybody can die. Um, you know, like I remember when I read, you know, Game of Thrones forever and ever ago, reading that chapter where Ned dies, and I was like, No, this is fake. This is a joke, right? Oh, it's when does he come back? <laughs> um, you know, so, so, but that's the thing, like this season, uh, in the sixth episode, where they literally brought in wildling red shirts. Like when they yeah. left the wall yeah. at the end of episode five, it was just the named characters. Yes. And then at the beginning of the episode, there's like one random wildling who with are them. These and people? As, the ep- yeah, as the episode goes on, they just kept adding wildlings for the express purpose of having somebody who Today. wasn't important to kill off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sure. Thoros died in that episode. Like Thoros is cool and
4: all. Cared. Yeah, Thoreau's yeah. is
0: cool and all, but, but yeah.
4: I mean he was cool. Yes. But, but so I was bring not him invested.
2: Back to life. In Again, yeah. It yeah. In I, I mean, I had, really
4: if got it, got it had been Tormund, because I'm very invested in him and Brienne. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yes. <out>. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: but I would have been very sad if he didn't get a chance to hook up with Brienne.
3: <laughs> but I mean, like you know, like Tara said, you knew that that Suicide Squad they sent out was pretty much going to come back. I mean, the, all those folks, I mean, Gendry is now heir to the Stormlands, by the way, guys. You know, was like <laughs> <left>.
4: Surprise. <Yeah.
3: laughs> but you, you felt that each of those characters had more plot, had more development. I mean, you knew the Hound had to come back for Clagain Bull, you know, so you, 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 you knew things were gonna happen. I was a bit worried about Tormund for that one second, yeah. but I'm like, no, they, they have more development. And by the way, who do they have left for Wildlings? Who do they have left to represent that entire culture? I mean, now that, you know, Negret's mm-hmm. dead, I and mean, that's pretty much it.
2: Although Gilly
0: Gilly, Gilly is yeah. not quite a wild thing. that's kind, kind of boss. she's classy lady. She's a super classy lady.
2: She can't pronounce radar, but. Rhaegar. <laughs> <laughs> <a blocker.
3: laughs> elementary School wasn't
6: very good. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of credit. So, uh, not in the I have kind of a tale and a good a writing to do. So, the to answer your question
1: about the uh, how was the Night King going to get across. He would have to wait because
6: that narrow sea would have got frozen. So you have to walk yeah. around the walls, right? Much. But my question is, is um, so now that Bran is the Lord of Raven, right? And he's a walk. Uh, Thank you. Sorry, I always put mouth up. So now that he's a ward, that could be an indication of how he could, right? Because he,
4: you know, he could go back in time and whisper to, the, you know, the Mad um, the King and built the wall and now he's like okay well
3: I can't stop it so now I have to walk and walk into the, uh, the dragon. So what are you guys' thoughts about that? Hmm. So do, do you want
4: me to introduce the basis for the Brand as a Night's King theory? Yes. Oh he's yeah. not the Night King. But, but, just to, but,
3: but just to introduce the theory, right? So this is a very popular theory, maybe people, have, maybe people have heard it, maybe people have not heard it, but um, it's established a Brand is a warg and also he's a three-eyed raven. So he can uh, not only control um, animals, but also people, as seen with Hodor, right? And he can also transition time. He actually affected uh, Hodor temporally in the past with a present action. Therefore, at one point, uh, it is foreseen that he might have gone back and influenced several historical events, such as Ares the Mad King might have heard voices and therefore um, heard, you know, uh, muttered, burn them all, burn them all. They've Shown that in the show, um, and uh, also gone back and influenced other things. Perhaps building a wall, um, and perhaps in a time of dire need, he might try to go back and stop the knight's king. But the theory is, is that he goes back and stops and gets into the body of the knight's king and gets stuck there because they, they've kind of said if you stay too long, you can get stuck there. You know, don't stay, don't you know, stay in the vision for too long. Uh, the three-eyed raven kept pulling him out before and keeping him from going so far back. So the theory is he goes back, he gets stuck in the body and transformed into the Night King, and he's stuck there. His present body could be killed, I guess, if, let's say, the White Walker's overrun Winterfell or whatever, but once you're, if you're a warrior, you're stuck in that body. Uh, they haven't introduced that concept too much in the show, mm-hmm. but they have in the books, um, yeah. where there's characters that yeah. die. They haven't
0: really more. done a whole lot with the War gang.
3: <laughs> Yeah, no, not no, there really. Wild. But that's the basis of the theory. Mm-hmm. Huh.
0: I mean to be real like I don't I don't actually think that Bran is the night king um but at the same time like uh I I know that uh, you mentioned that they could have just like waited and I, I like I know that I know eventually he would have gotten you know, past the wall. It's just kind of you know funny that that was the that was the big end of the season is you know them getting past the wall with the dragon that that they didn't know they were gonna have.
4: Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess they were hoping to find like that magical horn that's only in the book. Yeah. 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 I always thought it the horn of like the thing that doesn't actually exist. And brand the
2: builder, like he goes yeah. back in time and tells them, "You really need to build a wall."
4: Yeah. Giant wall.
0: <laughs>
2: that's <the same> thing. <laughs> right. Let's see one more
0: do we have any more yeah. questions?
1: Yeah. questions? Yeah. Um, I'm really interested in finding a, a. Besides the brand theory, I'm pretty convinced the Night King
0: is a Targaryen. What do you think about that?
6: Um,
0: I think that I, I. Well, here's the thing. Um, if if we're going by the show, y'all sure anything's possible because D and D just kind of. Do whatever they want, um, whether or not it they're makes really just following sense. the rule of cool when it comes to narrative right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, in general, like from the books, no, I don't think that's possible because the Night King was um, like like a person that existed before the Targaryens even. Like were so even before the story. yeah before before the yeah. Targaryens Tar- ever ruled Westeros possibly even before the Targaryens had Dragonstone because they're you know the Targs were on Dragonstone for quite a while before they conquered Westeros mm-hmm. so this like I it may he may even be like pre I'm pretty sure he's pre Doom of Valyria mm-hmm. so so yeah, yeah okay. um mm-hmm. but but again like I don't know like th- when it comes to theories I'm I don't know about anybody else but I'm pretty open minded I will listen to just about any theory doesn't, you know, it's not to say I believe it, but, um, you know, like, like Preston Jacobs, like his videos are super entertaining. Um, his theories are nuts for the most part. (laughs) But then like, if, if you don't, if you're not, if you don't open yourself up to, you know, that sort of like narrative discussion, um, you miss out on a lot of stuff. So, uh, like, yeah, I don't think the Night's King could be a Targaryen, but I would like to, I would like to see somebody, uh, Kind of research that, and 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 tell me why or why not it could be possible. Well, and I
4: I think we saw like the one of the, the uh, flashbacks from Bran where they saw the creation of the White Walkers, like that would have been the Children of the Forest. That would be pre-Andal invasion. Up um, Westeros, so that's definitely way before the Targaryens mm-hmm. were even, a, a, like, even before Valeria was a thing. So it, we're talking like thousands and thousands of years ago, so like timeline-wise, it does just as a matchup for him to be a Targaryen.
3: And they, in the supplementary material like World of Ice and Fire, they have it well-documented when the Targaryen queen went north on her dragon and gave extra land to the Night's Watch, mm-hmm. so they actually do, the one good thing about that book is you want a Targaryen history, yeah. The World of Ice and Fire book is a really good resource to kind of get to Targaryen history, and that's pretty well documented.
6: Hello. Okay, so my topic is Cersei's pregnancy.
0: Um, fake pregnancy.
6: Oh, that's my. That's one of my points. Is she really pregnant, or is it just a ploy to get Jamie to do what she wants him to do? And if she is pregnant, is it Jamie's or could it possibly be? you're on Greyjoy's. Did
2: I say that right? Yeah. yeah. I don't see any okay. way that she and you're great Greyjoy were anywhere they weren't together, right? Yeah, I mean, they uh, yeah, I mean he's together.
4: trying to get with her, right. but I don't think it's worked yet. No. Um, he, she is definitely not picking up what he's laying down. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, that leather jacket, though. Come
4: on. Uh, I mean, he does chop at the hot topic, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I... I am not quite sold that she's actually pregnant. I think she I think it's very within her capabilities to fake a pregnancy to get Jamie to do what she wants. And well, how like, much
2: time has passed though? That's the question. Because like, yeah. Because like, one of the
0: don't don't one, don't ask about one of, Yeah, that. one of the big problems
2: with the show. <laughs> there's is no time. There's some there's things no time. take weeks and weeks. Other things take minutes, and it seems to go parallel, and so it's hard to tell how much time had passed between when she told Jamie she was pregnant and when we saw her at the at the summit meeting. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, if it had been much time at all, shouldn't we have been able to tell? I mean, has she got the has she got the red keeps tailored working overtime on letting out her well?
4: And I will say that if she is faking a pregnancy, she has an enormous commitment to it because um, she's pretty much an alcoholic. Uh, Like she drinks a lot, uh, and she has quit drinking even in front of Tyrion. Uh, So either she's really committed to this method acting.
2: But was that a subtle... She was wanting him to know so she could draw Uh him in to fall for her trick.
4: Yeah, and they've made... But show Cersei is actually as smart as she thinks she is. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> much different than book Cersei. Yeah, <laughs> very different. Um, so she is capable of pulling off this kind of ruse. Yeah.
3: But but also, I mean, it, she was pretty convincing in her scene with Jamie saying, you know, okay, in the yeah. scene where I was really thinking, okay, it's possible she could kill Jamie here. It might happen, you know, at this point. No, I absolutely. Mean, this is Yolo Cersei who just blew up the sub to So You know, moving from, you know, season one where it's all subtlety and behind the scenes and you know, I think
2: she couldn't have killed Jamie and let Tyrion live there's I think that she was like I want to kill you and it galls me to let two people walk away right, from me right. but in the end of the day I'll have killed Jamie and not Tyrion and that just can't happen so if I didn't kill Tyrion Jamie could do anything and she'd be like no I'm not gonna kill him
6: right <laughs> and I,
2: I, I think that
3: adds to the power of it being a real pregnancy for me personally. Yeah, you know, and and who knows if that's going to carry to term? You know, she's got a lot of stress. You know, she's right. you know might pick up the bottle again. Who knows? So.
4: <laughs> but I will give Cersei credit for actually thinking about succession plans. I uh, like that's one of my big criticisms of Daenerys wanting right. the Iron Throne. She believes she's infertile, so. Why are we trying to found a new dynasty of Targaryens? What is your long-term plan? Like one of the the, the key functions of a medieval ruler mm-hmm. is to ensure the succession. You have to have babies, and you have to have a lot of babies, and you have to have them very quickly, and you have to raise them to be adults, and. Daenerys believes that she is not capable of doing that. So why is she planning to take the throne? Like, is it just for her own personal aggrandizement or like, there's no long-term plan for her other than I'm gonna conquer Westeros, <laughs> Although I will say
0: like, as much as I I did not like, you know, I, I, and I agree, like as, mm-hmm. as a, like I was a history major and, and I, yeah, the, the line of su- succession thing is so, so important. And the fact that she's just ignoring it is obnoxious. But, and, and, and also I was like, I don't even like Tyrion I know, don't hate me. I don't really like Tyrion, but like when she was like snipping at him, you know, for kind of saying like, "Hey, like you say you can't have kids, you really should be thinking about this." That was really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, like, and I don't, I don't really know if this was a legitimate, you know, writing choice on their part or if it just sort of worked this way. But to me, it's kind of like. Um, if you are a woman who can't have kids, that's. If you want to have kids, whether it's for the succession thing or whether because you just want children, it's really frustrating and and upsetting and and like it's it's a very very difficult thing to realize like I want to have children and I can't. So like looking back at it, I was able to respect her conversation with Tyrion more because, you know. <coughs> Yes, it's, I mean, I guess it could just be that she's like, yeah, I just want to rule and we'll worry about the kid thing later. But also, if she doesn't want to, you know, she doesn't want to face that fact right now. Um, she, she doesn't want to face the fact that she can't have kids. It's a rough thing to face. Um, so yeah, of course she's going to be kind of snippy with, uh, you know, Tyrion for bringing it up at like this, you know, bad time. I, I
2: want to address Danny's. Issues. You made a good point about what is she doing this for to just self aggrandizement. I think it's the opposite. I think that Danny is trying to conquer Westeros because she sees how horrible it's being managed by everybody else, and she thinks that she's the one person, given her lineage, given her what she's been through, given the dragons, given all these things. She's the one person that, as she says, can break the wheel. And I think she just kind of wants to leave it a better place than she finds it. And then after that, it's kind of up to Westeros to carry on and and not screw it back up again, which is a big... See, that's one of the
4: things that the show is, is somewhat consistent with the books on is Daenerys is a bad ruler. She is bad at her job, like she's great at conquering things, she's great at freeing slaves, she's great at disrupting things, but she is not good at building things. And I think that the books do a better job of demonstrating this but, like, Marina's a shit show, guys. Like, there's no way there's anybody left alive in Essos after what she did to them. Like, she's conquered all these cities. She's left crazy people in charge of them. She left her ex boyfriend, who was a mercenary soldier, and not really good at anything other than hard fucking. <laughs> well,
0: and, 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 and you know, he's coming back. Yeah, yeah, good you know, he's good on life. that ship with Hero great
3: joy, and they're having a party and right, doing yeah. shots, yeah. and they're coming back yeah, with that,
0: so so that There's no sorry, way, way that there's
4: right. anybody left alive in Essos because she's, like, just destroyed everything everything and now she's like and now i'm coming home
0: (laughs) yeah i I, the the references to the golden company that cersei has made um you know that that uh, you're on. I, I literally almost just said Enron Greyjoy um, <laughs> I've been calling him Enron all season because I read an article where somebody like spelled the name Enron and like it, their editor did not catch it and it was like a big website too so I've been calling him Enron all season it's like impossible to call him Euron now. which is funny
2: since he's absolutely not the smartest guy in the room yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but um, yeah no. so the Golden Company is coming over with Euron and um, I mean Daenerys again the, the prophecy thing in the show with Daenerys is especially it's like nowhere near as important as it is in the books and it's also nowhere near as important as it is with Cersei in the show apparently but you know we they did have that time you know seasons and seasons ago where she's going to be betrayed um, once for gold once for love and once for what was the other one Uh, I can't remember but yeah gold love and death I don't know. Something? <laughs> but whatever. So, so Dario, like, he was, he was really pissed that he got left behind by her. Um, he's apparently super in love with Daenerys and he's mad he got right. left behind and, like, I just can't imagine them, if they're bringing a, cell, if they're going out of their way to bring a sellsword company over from Essos, I have to imagine that Dario is going to be, if not the leader of Golden Company now, then at least part of it, um, which, like, you know, like, yeah, nothing what? else
4: just for the conservation of, uh, conservation of characters because, Because why would they want to cast a new actor and bring in some other person that we have to get invested in? They're not going to bring in... uh, The the character from the uh, books that runs the Golden Company is John Connington. They're not going to bring in that guy and his super elaborate backstory. There's just no purpose to it in the show as it's written right now. The
3: purpose to bring over the golden company as they mentioned in the show is elephants. We're going to get zombie elephants now. This is
4: going to be some Forget sick what battle. I said. This is going to be awesome. But once
3: again is the top is the top item and you know, what it goes uh-huh. back to is setting up the coolest battles. I mean, you know, I think it's the lowest common denominator once again, you know, tits and battles. Yeah.
6: So. <laughs> well, but we
2: wouldn't have thought they were going to bring the uh, Iron Islands people back either. So, yeah. or, you know, I mean, or the Dorn people when they came in. I mean, they just keep bringing stuff in at the last minute, so it's... Like I'm sorry, What What, what is Gendry? a dorm? Gendry. 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 Well, he's been running yeah. for like six seasons now, he's so fit,
3: so you know? They even made a
4: joke about that, like... Now he's really, running! They're really writing fanfic at that point, yes, when they're yeah. doing that.
3: I think a Gendry is really a unit of speed, you know, like yeah. how fast can he run, how yeah. fast can he run, <laughs>
0: well.
4: well, he can clearly outrun, like, a dragon, so... Well, yeah, he's faster than a raven, apparently. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, no. We've yeah. been we've been using um, a gendry as a unit of speed and distance <laughs> for, since, since that episode. So um, if you're like that raven, the raven that flew from Eastwatch to Dragonstone, one thousand traveled, miles. Yeah, that traveled at the speed of ten gendries. <laughs> Got
1: another question over
6: here. Right. So I'm not happy about it, I'm okay if they shrink, you know, the map of Westeros to one-third the size it should be, if Jon Snow teleports 1,000 miles in a single scene, a dragon flies 300 miles an hour because the plot requires it. Um, you know, that sort of thing is disappointing, but I understand we have to cut out the tr- the scenes of traveling that we used to love so much. But the one thing I have find hard to accept and don't like at all is bad writing, bad characterization, which I felt this whole... The Winterfell plot. Uh, oh my on. God! It was so horrible. <laughs> Sansa was badly characterized. Arya was butchered. Mm-hmm. Littlefinger was skulking around it was really nothing to do. Awkwardly so, hiding his mother okay. Nothing this whole season. Varys is supposed to be like helping Danny out and being the mastermind. He did nothing except sit around this season, and um, the whole. Let's bench as an ice zombie to show Cersei, who by the way already has a zombie serving as her bodyguard uh, to, to prove that such things exist. That whole plot line was just, you know, smack your head stupid. And yet so it worked what do you think for about a that?
2: moment. Um, and, yet, and yet we thought that it worked, right? When Cersei freaks out and you tell, her well, she's pregnant and this zombie's coming right at her because they had it. Attached by a chain to the hound. I mean, they're I...
4: still writing Cersei consistently, and I appreciate that because Cersei will will always look out for number one. Will always be like, mm. okay, how can I use this situation to screw as many people? I think possibly. we can count
0: on one hand yeah. the characters that they're writing consistently, and the only one I can think of right now is Cersei. Yeah, maybe Daenerys. Knee. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag <Ben Monique>. <laughs> <laughs> Um No, the the Winterfell thing. Um, I will say, and this is this was a really bad, um, I think, editing decision on their part. There is a scene that was filmed yeah. where Sansa goes to Bran and asks for his help and they decided to cut it. Um so it does exist. I'm sure it'll be on the, you know, Blu-ray or whatever, but um when they cut that scene, it was it was literally to create really shitty uh tension, quote unquote. Like that that's what they I really believe that's what they thought they were doing that they were, you know, people are getting freaked out. Arya and Sansa hate each other. What is going on? Are they is this is this going to end the family? Uh personally like I said, I did read the leaks, so I like you know, from the leaks, it was basically that whole situation was spelled out. Um, not so much that Sansa and Arya were faking it, but that uh, you know they they band together and and you know kill Littlefinger. But um, yeah, it was it was a really I think. I, I get why they did it, not just for time constraints, but also because they wanted to have that extra, you know, sort of, oh, what, what's going on? Uh, but it's you know, also basically going. just
4: having those two characters kill time while everybody else fucks around with dragons. Yeah, yeah.
0: So. And, and, and Sansa was just, um, she, she is one of my like, favorite characters from the books. Um, I, I don't even, I, I can't even tell you, like in the show, I like, like Torment. But, like, in the books, you know, my my three favorite characters from the books, uh, two of them, Sandor is fine in the show, but, like, Jamie and Sansa are my other two book characters that are my favorites, and they're both written so, like, inconsistently. Well, actually, Jamie's bad. He's consistent, but he's really badly written. Sansa is completely inconsistent, um, and that's why the writing for her is so bad on the show. Um, And, and, yeah, I'm... I, I, I talk a lot of shit about the, the timeline stuff, but mostly I'm I'm joking about it because I, I get it. This is a TV show. They have to cut things out. They can't include everything. I understand this. I mean, I watched Walking Dead is the same way. Like, I know they can't do the things in the show that they do in the comics, and they can't do the things in the show that they do in the books in this case, but. Um, when, when it's not just the timeline that's suffering, when it's the characters, it's it's really frustrating because they, they can do better. Remember the first couple, se- you know, season two, maybe not so much, but like the first season, holy crap, like what happened to that writing? Mm-hmm. You know, what happened to that writing?
2: The, um, the issue I had with Arya and Sansa and, and Littlefinger at the end was that you were really left with really two bad, options there. On the one hand, Littlefinger has been so dumb that these two girls have played him and I didn't buy that. Or Sansa is so dumb that she's turning against Arya for no reason and I didn't buy that. So when you finally find out what actually does happen, I'm like, well, at least it's the good thing that I don't buy rather than the bad thing that I don't buy. So well, there was there was that at least.
0: I think that both Sansa and Arya were being stupid. They were both, like, they were both turning on each other. It wasn't just Sansa being dumb, you know, Sansa being dumb, turning on Arya. Arya was being a bitch. She's being a little yeah. bitch. Um, She's but the,
4: the one who showed up with a suitcase full of faces. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we talking about how Sansa's the bad person here? So
2: Everything that changed in their relationship happened after Sansa found the a- faces well, because it wasn't clear it was it was it wasn't you know, clear was, if if the face if, if that was part of the operation or if or and they were or if or if everything changed off camera after that scene
3: but that scene when she walks in and talks about the game of faces i've got a pretty good analysis of that saying she it was really her playing a game where they both lie because they know little fingers listening. So they're actually intentionally lying and treating each other that way because they know that they need to trick people.
2: So when Sansa did earlier apparently find the faces yep. that she would have known about in the scene where she acted like she didn't, what was her reaction then? Because we don't know, right? It happened off camera. We don't know. It
4: is weird when your sister has a suitcase full of faces. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like maybe
0: Arya maybe Arya actually had like shown like after after. If, if the thing with Sansa and Bran, I don't know the exact timeline of when that, that scene was supposed to have been in the show. Right. But assuming that happened before the scene where Sansa finds the faces, I feel like if that had already happened and Sansa and Arya had already had a talk, Arya might have just shown her what was going on. Um, but also, like, when, when it comes to Littlefinger, like, he, uh, in the show, he has not ever been as well, uh, he, he's not ever been as, as, Rounded. You know, well-rounded as he is in the books, like the whole—I I mean, do you, have we forgotten chaos is a ladder? The <laughs> ladder with all um, fucking behind you. Yeah, like, 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 Littlefinger in the show has has been so just kind of—I mean, he's not—he's not like. He's not like Bran, he's not like Danny Rand, Iron Fist, Three-Eyed Raven <laughs> level, but like he, he basically tells everybody what he's doing all the time, you know, he, he's not quite Bran's level, but he's up there, you know, he's not as smart in the show, he's, or not as, not as smartly written in the show as he is in the books.
3: And then we, once again we're ignoring characters, like, Robin, where's Robin? Okay, we're just gonna, you know, we, we've got what we want out of him, which is a, a giant army of knights for our battle scene, we're, we're done with Robin now.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, they did bring uh, Bronzy on Royce back to say that one oh, line. One line. <laughs> yeah, paid him okay. for an entire episode. <laughs>
1: right, so uh, this is going to be our last topic before we give our moderator, uh, our panelists a chance to close out this discussion. Um, it was a little throwaway moment in that last episode, but do you think there was anything significant in that when the zombie was tearing after Cersei, right? clearly going after her, that the mountain didn't step in to protect her? Professional
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I don't think that it was necessarily um, on purpose, but uh, I, I guess I guess the, the thing was chained up. I don't know if Sander was, like, messing around or what, like, if he was, kudos to him, sense of humor. But oh, also, like,
4: I've noticed that, um, uh, what's-his-face, a giant guy. Um, doesn't seem to have a whole lot of initiative on his own. Like he usually waits for Cersei to tell him what to do. There's there's a couple of times when he does like step between her and something, but it's like, It's more consistent that he's waiting for a direction, though.
6: I
3: I go to the lowest common denominator. I think it just generated the coolest scene, and I think that's what Dave and Dan were looking for. Because then you get the John, here's how you kill a white, you know? I mean, so that, I think, was what they really wanted to get to. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it gave us a
0: little bit of action, and also, like, um, it gave Kyburn his... Like, I felt like there should have been, like, soft, like a soft, romantic song playing. He was was also trying
4: to awkwardly hide a boner during this.
0: Yeah, he had a full direction that. You say you only hear what you want to. <laughs> like, <laughs> Kyber really liked that white, you guys. <laughs> Ooh, a different model. <laughs> this one, with <like> racing stripes. <laughs> Are we done?
1: Okay, I think we do have one more topic before we close out. I believe it's that section's turn. Yeah. Oh, he's <laughs> in.
0: Last um, Snow goes into room? Could that be, oh, if you know, know, know. it's your oh, oh, he's or he asks, awkwardly hiding a boner. For those <laughs> who might not have heard, is, is there any significance um in the scene where John goes into Daenerys's room on the ship both and Tyrion's sex. kind of like glaring? <laughs> yeah, hashtag boat <both> <laughs> Where Tyrion's like glaring in the background. Um I'm pretty sure there I think there was an interview done where um uh, Peter Dinklage said that it was him being concerned about like just the general um idea of like they can't if they get involved in each other or with each other that that is going to screw other things like it politically and and whatever yeah yeah She,
4: she needs to be thinking I need to marry for an alliance and like the king of the north is probably a good alliance but is there a better one like you know don't don't take the first dude, like, shop around a little bit. <laughs>
3: but they're both, and they're both prone to rash actions, so this could yeah. just give a justification for future rash actions, you know, driving. We could have like a places. whole so,
4: line of like, rashly behaving idiot children that inherit the kingdom, and this is it's like, not gonna go well. the Battle
3: of the Bastards and Rickian, you know, it's like Sansa pretty much told you this was gonna happen, and yet you're charging in the middle uh-huh. of the battle as the commander.
5: Yes.
0: Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, it does, it, I, I think that it, it is open to interpretation because he did look like it was a jealousy thing. But, um, and if I hadn't, if I hadn't read an article that where, where Peter Dinklage said, like, no, it's, it's just, he's just unsure about this situation because there's other more important things they need to deal with um, than incest. Yeah, (laughs) I think Tyrion, was kind of standing
2: (laughs) in for like the, not the audience specifically, but just anybody who's concerned that everything works out right, if they had just shown the sex, the end, it would have been like, happy ending. But when you see when you see Tyrion out there going, mm, then it's just basically signaling this could be problematic down the road. Well,
0: I mean, and we already know it's problematic because, um, you know, the... Obviously, there were the the, the not even hints. That we it's been obvious for a while that Jon Snow is, you know, the son of Lyanna and Rhaegar. Um, so we know that he is Danny's nephew. Um, and and have known for a while, but nobody else really has. But then like, they they didn't Except just Brand, because they he didn't just every do a creepy thing yeah. about
4: you. They didn't just do a previously <laughs> <Much> on.
0: <laughs> They didn't just do it previously on. They didn't just kind of, like, hint at it. It was literally the scene before they slept together where we got to see, you know, Rhaegar and Lyanna getting married um, for some reason by the seven. I don't know why. Yeah, I whatever. whatever. That, but, um, so, so, like, we saw them getting married, and, you know, and then there was, of course, the whole thing between Sam and, and Bran where it's like, oh, my gosh, we have to tell him, and then they're having sex. Like, super, super, super... Um, like obvious in that respect and I just I don't know and Danny's uh, pregnant
3: right because they did hand physically say I can't have a child I can't have a child oh yeah child. yeah and yeah she's super
0: pregnant yeah. right? like she's yeah, going yeah yeah we're so having pregnant.
4: a baby in the first episode like we're next thing. yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dragon. Yeah, heads, <laughs> right?
4: She's gonna like show up with a toddler and be like, "John, it's yours." <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm <laughs> like, I'm like little Sam who took like three seasons to grow from being like an infant to like two years old, uh while everybody else is like, years have passed. Um, Danny is gonna come back next season and have a toddler. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> Yes. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> like someone worked out the, the, the
4: DNA because the Targaryens have this habit of incest. Someone worked out like the, the, the level of um how much DNA they share with each other. and uh, I can't remember what it is with John and Daenerys, but between Daenerys and Rhaegar it was eighty eight percent. And siblings are typically fifty percent. It was
5: Thank yeah. you. <laughs> okay. That's weird, 43. y'all.
4: <laughs> we, we're we're gonna have like extra <laughs> thumbs or something like that. <laughs> no, no,
5: they're they're gonna have
4: beautiful
0: babies. Oh, they'll be beautiful, beautiful, beautiful babies with extra thumbs. But they then maybe, <laughs> it might be jolting crazy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be careful here.
5: Mental
1: instability. Yeah. So in closing, of... We know that season seven ended in, uh, with a collective no because we have to wait for another uh, for season to start again. So let's go down the let's go down the, the table and uh, what
2: what should we expect for season eight? A whole lot crammed into a very short time. Right? <laughs> I mean, we, we've heard it's going to be like an hour and a half every episode, which begs the question, why not just do more than six episodes? I think the, it's
4: a production thing. The
2: story beats, too, maybe work out better on that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that every... You're talking about seeing the puppet puppeteer pulling the strings. You're going to see a lot of strings in the next season. Again, it's going to be okay if we're all happy with the the, the thing to me, though this is an entire story based around the idea of unhappy endings, right? Every Everything is kind of, go, every time you think you're coming up to a good thing, something bad happens. And so, that's why I wonder if we'll ever get the last book, is because I don't know if George knows how to write a happy ending to a thing that's been universally a, down. Or, or at least write a sad
4: ending uh, that doesn't make us all want to slit our wrists. Right, and <laughs> yeah. because
2: it's television, and this is not, I'm talking when we're talking about a television series, HBO and, every, and the producer and everything, when they're making up fan fiction, they're going want it to be a satisfying happy ending for the TV <laughs> audience. They're not concerned about the book readers getting their downer ending. So. And, and George
3: has said for the books, he, he considers and really appreciated the bittersweet ending. Like, for example, he likes the scourging of the uh, or of the sure shower. shower. Yeah. yeah. He likes that, how you have to go back home and clean that up. I mean, imagine the North covered in whites and you had to go back and clean that up. It's pretty sad.
4: Well, they are all going to starve to death because no one's farmed anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, yeah,
3: But in terms of low-hanging fruit that we know we're going to see next season, I mean, we got a Theon For a second I thought he was going to get in a fight with Euron, I thought that was a bad costume, then I realized it's random sea captain number two. (laughs) (laughs) So we know that's going to happen, Cersei's got to die, Golden Cup is going to show up, Clegane bowl. so you got got some highlights, Uh, should be pretty sexy.
4: Yeah, um, I think we're going to see more dragons flying around, I think we're going to see a big dragon fight, like the ice dragon has to fight the real dragons, and that's going to be badass, and it's going to be awesome. Um, and I think that's going to take up all the writing and production budget for the entire season. <laughs> so we're never getting dials again, <laughs> y'all. Yeah. So everything else would just be like, oh! It it's yeah, yeah.
0: I, want, I want a post-credits
2: scene he's after alive, the whole thing says. is over. <laughs> yeah. he's alive, he's after the whole thing him. is over crazy. and they run the credits and they do like a Marvel-style post-credits scene where everybody's gone and then Ghost comes walking out like <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 um, Yeah, I... Uh, like I, obviously, there's obvious things that are going to happen. Like the Theon rescue scene, we know Cersei is not going to live out the series. I'm sure there are plenty of other characters who aren't. Um, here's what I want: I want Tormund and Brienne to live happily ever after. Yes. 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 Um, yes. I, I really want Sansa. Beautiful, I want babies. Sansa and Sandor to run yes. into each other again, even if it's just for like a conversation. Like I need me some Sansan in my life. Um, I. Uh, other than that, like really, like I think. It's kind of anything goes. Um, at this point, like my one of my bigger complaints with the season, this past season was like, and and really the past couple of seasons was Jamie and his absolute like a lack of character development. Yeah. Like, what is going on with this dude? Like, what happened to the Jamie I knew and loved from the books? Um, you know, he's just still obsessed with Cersei, but he's gone from her now. So I am also really interested to see you know where his narrative takes him, and hopefully. Hopefully, it will be something that is like way better than everything they've done with him for the past couple.
2: Of you know what that shows? This is when plot takes over for character.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They've all they become chess pieces, and so yeah. it's more about moving them in the right place than it is about developing them as human beings. Yeah. yeah.
0: But Torment plus Beyond Forever, y'all. <laughs>
2: So, if you guys love this
1: uh, Game of Thrones discussion, we do have another one tonight. It's the Loony Theories. So any topic is oh, see, open,
4: and both show and books. <laughs> okay.
1: No topic is taboo. So give it
4: up for Van, Andrew, Jennifer, and ben.